Hi, podcast. <laughs> Hello. It hasn't been very long for the podcast. It'll be long for us. Yeah, because the episode Cause it, was recorded forever ago, but it just came yeah. out. Well, it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But when the, this one comes out, it would have just come out. There's two before this one. Yeah. I found it by accident. We talked about this as I yes. I had a feeling that it was there, and I went through the folders, and the reason I forgot about it was because it's completely unedited from, oh. like, two months ago. Like, one of them is edited and ready to go, and the other one has just not been touched since we recorded it. That's crazy. Isn't it? We but are. It's, okay. it's so... Hi, podcast. We're back. Podcast. It's been a long few months. Yeah, if you're listening Holy to these as shit. they come out, sorry we were gone for like <laughs> three months. <laughs> I'm looking to see when our last upload November. Date was. Like, <laughs> I checked the other night. I was like, how long ago has it really been? <laughs> it felt longer than that, so that's good. Yeah, I thought it. I, for sure, for some reason, was, like, September. Like, jeez. No, yeah, it, holidays happened, and we were like, oh, we'll take off for Christmas, and then we took off until the beginning of the semester. November 16th. Jeez. The old misogyny <laughs> went out. Well, yeah, we had, like, we were, like, I don't even know. The holidays were getting close, and, like, something yeah. happened right before Thanksgiving, and we're like, okay, well, we'll record after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then it became, okay, well, let's record after Christmas, because stuff keeps happening. Yeah. Let's record when school starts to make sure we get to campus fine. Yeah. And then school started, and then everything happened. And Emily is in the craziest class of all fucking time, <laughs> y'all. She goes, she's going out into the fucking swamps for a college class oh yeah looking for birds i have a bird field guy now i have binoculars <laughs> over here i'm getting really good and I'm, I'm gonna start being so annoying i'm getting good at like bird just like telling what kind of bird it is and i'll I be watching that. youtube videos where they're out somewhere and i'll see a bird in the background I'm like that's a cormorant <laughs> and i know that that is annoying so no, I love it. I love bird facts. It reminds me of Brennan Lee Mulligan. That's why I always tell this to Adam. I'm like, I know I made a good decision changing my major because mm-hmm. my fun facts are so much more fun now. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they really are. Like, I have nothing new to share with the class ever. <laughs> and you're like, by the way, let me tell you some crazy shit about birds. Yeah. So anyway, the semester started though. And <laughs> oh then, yeah, it's been starting. We were like the first week. Well, I started a week before you did, so we didn't. Mm-hmm. We weren't gonna record my first week, and then your first week started. We're like, oh, like you can start too. Like let's let's just like get our schedules locked down. Yeah. And then you got sick, and then I yeah. got sick for like a weird amount of time, and then I got better, but my voice was so. I was like doing that. <laughs> every two yeah. seconds and like I, you could hear it in my throat like i don't think i could have talked long enough mm. to do the podcast without like dying by like mucus suffocation i'm convinced we all got sick from aaron's wedding um by the way the podcast knows aaron um aaron is now married the it wedding was happened so beautiful and fun it was gorgeous i did cry <laughs> um it was amazing i had so much fun she's on her honeymoon right now 
I feel like we're obligated to update the podcast because, like, the first episode she came on was right after she got engaged. Yeah. The second was right after her wedding dress was picked. It it, it puts it all in time perspective. Yeah, so she is married. But, like, everybody who went to the wedding got sick, but none of it, it was not COVID. No, it was just, I never tested positive. Yeah. No, I've been having to test because I've been going doing field work. We test mm -hmm. every night before we do field work. Mm-hmm. And I have not tested positive for COVID once. But I was, it was just so like a sick. Brutal bug. Like I couldn't talk. My tonsils were huge. Yeah, it, it was sucked. very much in the. Th- I thought it was COVID because I've had COVID twice. Now. I did too. Um, and like my I first was like, time it's I had all it, all throat. I had it a bad cough, and then the second time I had it, it was all like respiratory. It was all like mm-hmm. I was so stuffed up. And this time I was stuffed up again, but my throat was aggravated. I was like, I've got both kinds. I have yeah. somehow caught both kinds of COVID. I have never gotten COVID, and as soon as I got sick, I was like, I don't know what COVID feels like, but this feels like COVID. Like, it was, yeah. like, all my chest and my lungs, but it wasn't. I w- it was crazy. It wasn't the normal, like, back to school, you feel sick for a no. few days. It was so much more intense this time. It was fucked up. I've never bought that many medicine balls from Starbucks in a <laughs> week. Like, it w- ev- every day I had, like, three. Y'all, I learned how to make them at home. Like, it got intense. Yeah, I've been, cook- I've been cooking. <laughs> cooking tea at home. <laughs> cooking. No, I make yeah. a pitcher, so I, like, make a concentrate on the stove, so it mm-hmm. is cooking. I just, like, my little pan, cooking my tea. I was what? buying too much sweet tea, so I make a tea concentrate and, like, oh, make a full okay. pitcher of sweet tea. And I so thought you were talking about hot tea, and I was like, hot tea concentrate? How does that work? No, yeah, you heat it up to make all, like, the sugar melt and the tea yeah. to... to whatever it does um did you ever see the tumblr post is like wait you guys have been heating the water you put the tea bag in <laughs> and they were just like put, putting raw tea bags. dogging yeah they were just putting tea bags in room temperature water and they're like <laughs> it tasted so bad i didn't understand how anyone liked tea until i realized you have to heat the water <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> that's so upsetting it's bad that's so upsetting <laughs> I wanted to to shout out uh, someone in the Discord, Lollipops and lands, Landmines. They were, like, asking me, they were like, are you guys coming back? And it warmed my heart. I was like, yeah, I'm y'all, sorry. Y'all, this pe- these past few months have been brutal. I I've, know. Like, they were, like, sucker punches left and right. And it sucks because, like, I genuinely love recording the podcast. Yeah. And it was, like, scheduling, it just got so difficult, and, like, I got really depressed at a point, because I was like, we're never gonna record again. The next <laughs> phone call I have with Emily is her telling me that we're not doing the podcast No, anymore. I was, I was <laughs> so mad every time I had to be like, oh my gosh, I have yeah. to push back again. Like, I was just so frustrated with the situation, because I was mm-hmm. so ready to, like, get back on and, and talk to the podcast, and... yeah. It, like, just couldn't. It's such a high priority, and that shows you how bad some of these sucker punches were, because we just had to they be, like, sucked, oh. y'all. <laughs> and it sucks, because, like, me and Emily couldn't schedule, like, like, it, it was just a lot. It was a lot. But we're back now, which is good. And I think we have it figured out, at least I for think, a little while. I really don't want to jinx us. I, oh my god. Yeah. Um, on an unrelated note, um, we, my, one of my new friends, my work friends, uh, she started listening and she sprung it on me at work. She was like, yeah, I was listening to your podcast the other day and I was like, pause, stop. <laughs> what did you just say to me? 
And she was like, yeah, like it was funny because like my boyfriend came into the kitchen. I was doing my dishes and listening. And he was like, who is this? These aren't insert the girls from Morbid. Um, He's like, those aren't those girls. And she was like, no, this is Mac. Like, this is my coworker. And he was like, is that not weird? And Maddie was like, (laughs) oh, I just said her name. Hi, Maddie. Um, Maddie was like, no, it just feels like I'm talking to her. Like, (laughs) it's like a phone call. It warmed my heart so much. Um, So, yay. Thank you, Maddie. I love you. Yeah, it's always it's always interesting because like, as soon as someone says they've listened to the podcast, I'm like, initially, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you've heard me speak. Yeah. And like embarrassed. And then it's like really cool be like oh they they thought this content was cool my first thought is oh no this stranger knows too much about me it it, like we do share a lot of just like what we're doing every day so should we start oh man getting back into it i'm ready i haven't gotten to say that in months (laughs) god oh my god okay um what's your category today i think it's ghost i hope it's ghost. honestly Mine should be other, and that, I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. I think that lines up. Because your your other and my true crime line up, and then my ghost and your true crime line up. Mine is um, true crime ghost conspiracy. Mine is ghost other true crime. Yeah, so. Okay. We are good. <laughs> okay. I, I picked a really fun one. I've had this research done for so long because I was just excited to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I do not know how to give you hints for this, though. It is an other. Um, it's not a conspiracy. It did happen. Um, it's a phenomenon. Hmm. Very, very, very old. Um, like, I'm talking Holy Roman Empire. Oh, man. Old. Um, and to this day, historians cannot explain what happened. So it happened. No one has any explanation. It happens often or has happened one time? It happened, uh, I'd say, a handful of times in okay. the Holy Roman Empire, pretty much exclusively from what I found. Um, nowhere else was it ever documented. And it has not happened again since. I'm just going to start guessing random things. I have no idea of, like, a weird... <laughs> Me when I guessed Bigfoot every time until it was finally Bigfoot. Is it, like, corpses coming back to life? Like, where they would make the graves with the bells in them? No, but that is a good episode, and I want to do that do one. That. <laughs> I think it's so you interesting. You should cover that. They were like, we're not sure. Stick them in the ground. Give them a bell and hope for the best. <laughs> and, I mean... It worked sometimes. Yeah. There's that one lady with the grave that's, like, lived once, buried twice, because Mm -hmm. they buried her. (laughs) Yeah. And she was still alive, Um, which is so terrifying. Um, No, I would die. Okay. Is it, like, anything with weird lights or, like... No. What could... Okay. So it's not, like, a meteor. No. (laughs) It's it's surprised my episode today is Haley's Comet. (laughs) Um... I'm going to tell you why it's not real. <laughs> it's made up. It's a government conspiracy. I mean, the moon landing was fake. I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I, I don't know enough. Have you ever heard of the dancing plague of 1518? No. What? So, 
so people it was a plague where people danced literally until they died that's and crazy. It, we we still don't know why it happened and it wasn't one unique event like it happened multiple times what yeah no it's fucking insane so strap in i'm so um, excited so first of all i'm shouting out bbc's article specifically because it was so well written like it literally gave me goosebumps i'm gonna read the beginning of the article to you because it was so good um i also looked at like britannica the history channel like this is a thing y'all i'm not making this up so it's also called the dance epidemic okay (laughs) the specific event that we're talking about because it happened a few times but we're specifically talking about one that happened in strasbourg alsace alsace i don't know it's modern day france it's all french (laughs) Um, in the Holy Roman Empire over the course of three months. And it affected between 50 people and 400. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And it's we're talking about this one specifically because it is so well documented. Okay. Shit was real. Anyway, this is the beginning of the BBC article. Quote, like all good place plague stories i'm restarting i can't stutter on the first word (laughs) like all good plague stories this one begins with omens a star streaks across the sky fields flood extreme cold is followed by extreme heat which is followed inevitably by extreme hunger on a sweltering summer's day in july of 1518 a woman called frau trophia steps into a square in Strasbourg and begins to dance. Wow. That's... And she just keeps dancing? Yeah. That's scary. (laughs) Also, I saw some of the articles using Frau as her first name. That's just wrong. That is a German honorific of, like, Mrs. Or her name is Trophia. It's spelled t-r-o-f-f-e-a that's her last name we don't know her first name um but frau is not her first name so if anybody tells you that they're fucking wrong (laughs) okay so and that is how it starts though um she steps into the square into the city center in july and starts to silently dance um people are still walking around her like as if this is normal some people stop to watch no one does anything and (laughs) they thought it was a street performance oh no she dances until she collapses so she's shaking sweating and twitching like really violently and then when she finally wakes up she does it all again oh my god! so it's just up and down and up and down she gets up she does it all again she keeps going no matter how fucked up her feet get no matter how many times she collapses, she she cannot stop. And that becomes pretty obvious to the people around her. So for about a week, she's going alone. Like she's just dancing in the square, occasionally passing out and waking up and doing they it all over They leave her again. overnight? Yes, dude. <laughs> they were just like, cool, I guess she's there. They abandoned this woman. <laughs> in the middle um, of the town square. But it's okay, because after a week, she gets friends. No. I <laughs> um, so she doesn't eat. She doesn't sleep. There's no visible shame. There's, like, no... She's not talking. Like she's She not, won't respond or anything? Mm-mm. 
it's nothing complete dead behind the eyes just dancing um no one could rationalize it so a few onlookers like the the talk around the town was that it was the devil okay so the general gossip consensus xoxo gossip girl was that she had sinned and she was too weak to resist it um why is it saying my phone is not plugged in that is simply a lie (laughs) i can see where it's plugged in that's what my phone does it's like it's like yeah it's plugged in but we're not gonna charge Oh, now it's charging. I it had also the opened up a weirdest. Thousand... Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I had the weirdest thing happen the other day. My phone was not plugged in. Like it wasn't even supposed to be plugged in. There was no wire into my phone, so there's no way it could have gotten juice. But it was on my phone, and it went up a percent. And I don't. I like, of course, can't get it to happen again. But I was like, I wish I would have taken a screenshot of something right before. Because I took a screenshot right after, and it was like, my phone was just on 14%, and it says 15 now. Like, it's not even numbers that look similar that you could have, like... You need a new phone. (laughs) Your phone is so broken. Like... No, no, it's good. It's It's charging itself now. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so they thought it was the devil, um, they said that she had sinned and was too weak to resist it. Um, and then other people, like, so some people were like, oh, duh, she's possessed. That's why she's not talking. Like, she's not controlling her body. It's a demon. Other people were like, nah, nah, nah. It's divine intervention. So same thing, different script, where they're like, there's this saint who I'm going to talk about later. It's a very specific saint. Um, and that, like somehow he had intervened i don't know the public perception was really split though um but no one helped her that's so (laughs) crazy no matter what side you were on no one touched her like so she goes on for days that's mind-boggling yeah so this is where this is um one point that kind of gets differentiated depending on the story i have a feeling it's like a mistranslation somewhere but in one version which i only saw in one article was that they took her away before the other people had joined her okay in most tellings people just join her um but in this version she's she's taken to a shrine so she can atone for her sins Um, But the taken away part isn't really mentioned in any other stories. So regardless uh, of whether she was taken away or not, it was way too late because about three dozen other people had joined her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a a large jump. Yeah. So one article said 30 people joined her and the other said 30 people took her place. But regardless, she's dancing. They're dancing. No one can explain themselves. Um, quote, they dance as if compelled, feet bloody, and limbs twitching. Was it just, like, random people, or would it be, like, a, a family would suddenly all come down with it? Mm-mm. What? And it it was a lot. People were dancing in the streets. Yeah. It, but also it ha- started happening in buildings, in their homes. Like, people would just be cooking dinner and would start, like, twitching. 
and dancing and would not be able to stop. And there's a very famous poem that describes this. The quote is, quote, women and men who dance and hop in the public market in alleys and streets days and nights until the sickness finally stops. Meaning they die? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This goes on all through July, all through August, and into September. Okay? What the heck? By September, the estimate is that there were 400 people uncontrollably dancing at the peak of this plague. This is real. That's great. I'm, like, trying to think. And, like, I don't know what I would do in the time. Mm -hmm. But I'm, like, what if someone, like the college like quad you know just like the center campus someone started dancing there and then like kept dancing for days and days like someone would move them or something it's just like weird to think that they just all got left because they're like "Mm, yeah that's the devil doing something i'm not i'm not (laughs) going over there that's the devil doing something that's the name of this week's episode (laughs) i haven't gotten to say that in months yay it's back (sighs) anyway so yeah the problem at this point is that no one knows why and no one has any explanation so there doctors a few blamed it on hot blood or Um. a fever of some kind and their the doctor's suggestion this is a physician y'all was that the people who were sick would simply dance the sickness away so their solution was to bring in a band and backing music. <laughs> they were like, at least let's make them have some fun. Like, give me in a ad- beat. In addition, they also hired, they brought in a stage also, and hired some dancers to dance with the sick people. Ugh. I guess so to bad. like, the goal was to like, get these people to tire themselves out safely so that they weren't like, Because people were just, like, literally collapsing in the middle of the street from, Mm -hmm. like, exhaustion, starvation. People's feet were getting, like, really cut up and bloody. Like, this was not, like, a a pretty sight. Um, So they brought in these dancers to come in and kind of, like, shimmy with them and, like, oh, Lola is collapsing, so I will catch her and gently lower her to the ground, all while salsaing. Like, (laughs) that kind of vibe. Um, And also to, like tire them out one report said they even hired strong men to hold people upright to keep them dancing longer so they wouldn't collapse yeah so that the goal was to like exhaust them to the point of like they're too tired to dance but like like hoping they could like get them to eat or something yeah these doctors i don't think understood that like no matter how tired, they're just going to keep going. Yeah. Like, unless they're unconscious. Yeah. So, people were passing out from exhaustion, starvation, yes, but they were also having heart attacks. And oh, my gosh. Because they could not stop. And one report said there were up to 15 deaths a day once the plague had reached its peak. So, once we hit that 400, that downward slope is 15 people dying every day. Jeez. The loose estimate about the consensus of this event is that 
the top the tally of deaths is about a hundred people okay so people like recovered from it yes and no okay um so the important thing with this is that despite all the estimates we don't have an official death tally okay um we don't have official death records all of our death counts come from later retellings of the the events through like court documents and things like that okay so yeah all through july all through august it ends in september so the city council initially thought like tiring people out is smart obviously that didn't fucking work yeah so they flip the script and they decide that um they are going to ban music and dancing in public they're like you know what's gonna fix this plague a court order make it illegal (laughs) they won't break the law make the plague illegal (laughs) that's the name of this week's episode so they decided that these people had taken some sort of holy wrath and so they were like we're gonna punish them with penance you know like the religious people do Mm -hmm. well and that's why i say like yes and no because like ending is very subjective because what actually happened was they took all of the afflicted up onto a mountaintop to pray forever (laughs) so they just died up there and didn't go back to deal with them oh my gosh so they rounded out everyone who was sick and carted them off to this shrine of this saint the same saint from earlier who now has a name in our version uh, saint vitus he's a sicilian saint he was martyred in 303 a.d and he was said to curse sinners with dancing mania if he was angered oh so they were like oh he's angry at him they were like duh <laughs> they pissed off the this the dancing saint that curses people to dance <laughs> so obviously we just gotta get them to pray to him <laughs> that's so bad so they were given crosses small crosses and red shoes and they were led around this shrine with a wooden figure of the saint um some more did die but after several weeks they did stop dancing hey so no one knows why or what worked or why it started in the first place yeah like it it seems like you couldn't get a bunch of if it's one person dancing it's like okay maybe they're just crazy Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh like but if it's a bunch of people like what did the people who were dancers and stopped dancing come back and say so i have some more information for you okay that was not the end of the episode okay (laughs) okay cool 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 so this whole thing sounds very fake it's not it's well documented there's historical records physicians records and it has happened in other places okay so the important thing is that modern historians all agree that this happened because there were so many records mm-hmm. so many records and physicians notes um include there was also a cathedral sermon that was like written about this event um there were 
local and regional papers Jeez. about it and notes from the city council. Like, this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also reports from a medieval physician. We'll talk about him a little bit more uh, in detail in a second. His name is Paracels- Paracelsus. I, I always want to say Celsius. It's Paracelsus. Um, he visited the, the area eight years after the plague, and he wrote about it in his book. So, there's also a city archive record, and it reads, um, quote, There's been a strange epidemic lately going amongst the folk, so that many in their madness began dancing, which they kept up day and night without interruption until they have until they fell unconscious. Many have died of it. That's crazy. Yeah. And this phenomenon in other retellings is also called um, St. Vitus's Dance or St. John's Dance. Don't know why St. John. I could not find any reason. <laughs> Just because he's a saint. Yeah, he's just another little dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so this phenomenon, like I said, it happened in other places. Um, it also happens a lot in, like, folklore and media. Like, a lot of people are probably very familiar with the Dance of the Red Shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for those of you who don't know, it's a fairy tale um, by Hans, Hans Christian Andersen. Um, it, the plot is essentially like there's this beautiful pair of red shoes and this girl wants them, but like it's, it's a, it's supposed to teach you about, um, vanity Mm -hmm. and like not to be vain. Like she wanted these shoes to be pretty and she put them on and could not stop dancing to the point where she asked an executioner to cut off her feet. Mm -hmm. Um, so the moral of the story is like, don't be vain. Um. But that that comes because they gave the, red the shoes. people who were sick red shoes. Yeah. Um, there's also a book called The Dance Tree by Kieran Millwood Hargrave. It's a fictional story, but it's based heavily off of the plague. Um, it re-explores this, though, and it makes the plague a female-only affliction that starts with the original um, Frau Trophia. It's not from her perspective, though. It's told from um, the perspective of Lisbeth, which, fun name. Yeah. So she's a pregnant beekeeper. Um, she's unafflicted with the plague, but observes it from the outside. Um, the cool part is it has little vignettes about the women who succumb to the plague. Oh. Um, quote, women who have lost their fathers, their sons, or their minds. Women who have known passion, who have been denied it. Women who remained bystanders until they could not resist the promise of freedom found in the center of a swaying crowd. The themes are uh, freedom and female rage. Um, So (laughs) that book, I did purchase it. (laughs) I'm waiting for it to come on Amazon. I'm very excited to read it. No, that sounds fun. Except everyone's dying of the dance plague. But yeah. Um, But like I said, this happened in other areas. Yeah, I want to know, like, what were the other ones the same thing or had their own? Mm-hmm. So it was all medieval Europe, right? And a lot Holy Roman Empire because that was all of medieval Europe. Um, there were many instances in Germany and other parts of France. And uh, the consensus is it's either divine intervention 
or demons. There's no in between. <laughs> like, it, it, the consensus comes because it was like uncontrollable. Yeah, I get it. Like, I can't control myself, so it must be God. But like, <laughs> come on, y'all. <laughs> Nothing else. Y'all don't got any other theories. I just right. say like, also, it's kind of weird that you have stuff like this happening and they're like uh this is crazy but then like the witch trials happen because people were making soap and that's like i'm talking about the witch trials later actually this links to the witch trials really okay because i was gonna say like it goes to show you that the witch trials were really just prosecuting people to prosecute people and not actually afraid of them because this is something to be afraid of like oh no i'm gonna get the dancing plague and die dance myself to death but they were like huh Mm -hmm. i guess we'll just leave them in the square because god wants us to Right, it's crazy. (laughs) But, so yeah, the earliest known outbreak of dancing mania happened in the 7th century, and it reappears throughout Europe until the 17th century when it stops. Never comes back. No. Never comes back. Um, One of the earliest cases happened in 1020 in Bernberg? Yeah, 18 peasants began singing and dancing abruptly around a church and disrupted a Christmas Eve service. But they were also singing, so... Yeah, they were... They might have just been wanting to disrupt church. In 1237, we see a large group of children dance for 12 miles. It's the original story of the Pied Piper, dog. Oh. Like, that's where we get the story of the Pied Piper, is these kids who danced for literal miles. Where were they going? No clue. Didn't look it up. That's terrifying. That They just don't, danced down the don't road. Don't know. It's crazy. Another incident in 1278 involved 200 people dancing on a bridge so much that the bridge collapsed. And many of them who were injured were treated at the Chapel of St. Vitus. Huh. It's a, it's a lot of weird coincidences. Um, so some of these cases of the dancing plague, they were remedied with religion. So it's like mass and processions and priests. But like not all of them. And like even in our case, I mean, we, we got them to pray three months later. Like, you thought it was demonic possession, but there was no intervention until three months had passed and hundreds of people had already died. Mm -hmm. Two decades before our dancing plague, there was a religious leader in Stroudsburg named Sebastian Brandt. He did a lot of writings, and in one of his writings, the quote is, quote, "'Dance and sin are one of a kind.'" And then he blamed Satan for, quote, all this giddy dancing gaily done. He, he really just came out and said dancing is a sin? Yes. That's <laughs> Dance and sin are the same. Dance and sin are the same thing. If you kill yeah. someone and you dance, same level of sin. It <laughs> is. <laughs> That's you crazy. Go to confession, bitch. Uh, like but the whole like puritan thought like just like 
I don't know. The, the way they were like, literally anything fun is bad for you. It's like, how did yeah. we how did we get there? Why would that be something? No, yeah. I don't, I, that just boggles my mind that they were literally like, if you're having fun, you're a bad person. And everyone went with it. Wasn't it that, like, obviously we know, like, the witch trials and all that, but, like, the the Puritans left England because the Church of England wasn't strict enough? I, I think some and, of that is taught to us, like, through rose-colored glasses. It's very okay. much like, oh, the Europeans left because they wanted religious freedom. And mm-hmm. it's like, they wanted to control people. And yeah. it was a lot And of- that's what I mean, was like, we're taught it was religious freedom, but wasn't it because, like, the Puritans thought that the Catholic, or the English church wasn't strict enough like they were not being crazy enough yeah so they it's sailed like, away and did it worse yeah they left because like the church was too like it's religious freedom but it's freedom to be for, for religion to rule yeah it's yeah. like they wanted religion to be the the say all be all and mm-hmm. that wasn't happening happening in england anymore so they were like guess we'll leave and that's why, like, Manifest Destiny became such a strong idea. It's because they're, like, we had to leave Europe because, like, they were trying to take our religion from us. Like, we need to go take these lands and make them religious lands. and Because mm-hmm. the Puritans are crazy. <laughs> We've been new. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, that quote was part of, he wrote this satirical allegory called The Ship of Fools. And that was from that, which I just liked the name. So I was like, I have to include it. A band name. Um, There was another situation like this in Saxony where the assumption was divine judgment. Um, Get a load of this, dude. I, I was writing this in class and this fact was so crazy that I told my class. It was like, y'all have to hear this shit. (laughs) In the 15th century, an Italian woman is bitten by a tarantula okay okay the venom made her dance the only way to cure the bite was to shimmy and have the right music available (laughs) this was generally accepted as the remedy by scholars at the time you just shook so in italy the phenomenon was called tarantism um, it's always either like a tarantula or a scorpion. The thought was if you dance to a particular song, it separates the venom from your blood. <laughs> they were doing mental math out there. <laughs> no, really. They were like, obviously, we can shimmy at the frequency to separate liquids out of our blood. Like, <laughs> uh, we can do that. <laughs> when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) so oh my gosh so this phenomenon has lived on right so we don't know truly like what happened or why it happened there's just a lot of theory now Mm -hmm. so some people chalk it up to like a religious cult they think it's a religion thing and it's a cult thing but not many people really respect that as the answer. I was going to say, like, that. it'd be hard to get enough people to commit to that. Now, yeah. ye old people were crazy. <laughs> That's the name of this week's episode. <laughs> they, like, I, like, 
I don't know. If, if it could happen at any time in history, that's when it would happen. But, like, to get mm-hmm. people to, like, dance till their feet are bleeding. Yeah. Like, I feel like you couldn't convince that many. And then people were dying. Passing out and standing back up and keep going. At some point, your survival instincts would kick in, I feel like. Like, yeah. if once you start starving, you would, like, someone would break. It, it, even if not all of them. Even if you got enough crazy people to join the cult and they died from dancing you would get someone that that collapsed enough times and was like i just need water like give me food yeah give me water and it ne- never happened yeah no one broke out but there's another theory that actually has to do with mold i was gonna say like i think what if it's like an animal sickness or some kind of like fungi that so and this this mold specifically a lot of people think that a lot of historians also think that this is what caused the Salem witch trials. Oh, yeah. I've heard that theory where people were just, like, breathing in this mold and everyone was in hysterics. So there's this toxic mold called... <laughs> Ergot? Ergo? I'm guessing it's Ergo. Because it's E-R-G-O-T. Yeah, uh, either way. It depends on um, if it's French or not. <laughs> It grows specifically on damp rye, and it produces a chemical that is very similar to LSD. It's actually the substance that LSD was originally synthesized from. Wow, that's crazy. So you eat it, and it causes spasms and hallucinations. I was going to say, they say dancing, and I'm sure it was just like these people are having. Yeah. Like, it's... So, <laughs> yeah, no, literally, like, so the thing with this one, the reason it's probably not this is because it also causes a de- decrease in your blood supply, which would have made it difficult for people to dance as long as they did, but it's not, not an answer. Yeah, if, like, a small quantity was enough where it's, like, you had the hallucination start, but it wasn't enough to decrease your blood supply enough to to have you be weaker so the other argument was that um if this was the case the fact that everyone had the exact same hallucinations probably is unlikely um and also i i don't know why it didn't end up in my notes but there were other cases of this plague along the same river oh and this theory doesn't explain that like why are there why um because, like, they're linked by water, but they don't have any of the same climate or crops. I would say fish, though. If you get some, like, diseased True. fish and start eating diseased meat, you know, like, diseased meat can mess you up. Tell, do a podcast episode on it. I, it's some of the scariest stuff to me is, like, meat diseases, like, mad cow's disease. Like, those prions. Is that what mad cow disease is from? Meat, yeah, bad, bad cow meat. What does mad cow disease do? Well, it so prion prion diseases, however you say it, is like you, most diseases are like viruses or or mold or some kind of organic thing. Prion diseases are your proteins are dysfunctional, mm-hmm. and so what it is is your pro a protein turns into this like prion agent. It's just like a misfolded protein, and what it does is it starts unfolding your other proteins and stacking them on top of itself what and it literally like mad cow's disease it happens in the brain and so you literally just like slowly start going crazy as your brain is 
unfolding itself from the protein level whoa yeah super scary but like people were healed from this so it couldn't be something like that because like you can't fix that kind of disease yeah do an episode on mad cow disease it's so icky Um, to me i hate that topic (laughs) so much but i will I, i i think it's interesting so the other three theories for why this happened are all the same theory in different fonts okay Okay, the theories in order of appearance <laughs> are going to be choreomania, psychosis, and hysteria. Okay. All kind of the same vibes, but for different reasons. Okay. So, there is a phenomenon called choreomania. comes from the word, the Greek word, choreo, for dance, and mania for madness. And it was invented by Paracelsus. Okay, I mentioned earlier. So, after this occasion, Paracelsus, he's pretty famous now in the chemistry world mm-hmm. and in the medicine world. Um, so, he wrote a bunch of treatises on choreomania, including, it's such a long title, The Disease That Deprive Man of His Reason, Such as St. Vitus's Dance, Falling Sickness, melancholy and insanity and their correct treatment isn't falling sickness what they called epilepsy Mm -hmm. okay yeah so he argued that this was more earthly than divine and his thing was like it's it's your imagination essentially so his theory was that a person's laughing veins could essentially like tickle you from the inside out oh yeah i love historic anatomy (laughs) so uh quote a person's laughing veins could provoke a ticklish feeling that rose from their limbs to their head clouding judgment and provoking extreme motion until the frenzied body was calmed it's like ants in your blood and you're trying to get literally i hate they're literally like it's not god it's your laughing veins tickling you idiot (laughs) like what He wasn't against the religion theory, though. So he said the most commonly afflicted were, quote, whores and scoundrels who take pleasure in guitar and lute playing, satisfying all voluptuousness, bodily pleasure, imagination, and fancy. (laughs) So he was essentially like, if you're dancing, you're a hoe. (laughs) And it's also your laughing face. Your laughing veins are tickling you because you're enjoying the subtleties of life. (laughs) Can that be the name of this week's episode or is it too long? I'm going to put it in the suggested anyway. (laughs) But no, yeah, like that's essentially what he was saying was like, for some reason, whores have more ticklish laughing veins. That's insane. So he agrees. He was like, it's the sinners, but it's like, it's more deep than that, guys. Yes. Yeah. They're fighting demons. The demons are just in their laughing veins. Exactly. So another book called Choreomania, Dance and Disorder by Kalina Gottman. um, It's been focused. It focuses a lot on how, like over time, how this phenomenon was written about. And she wrote, quote, I think the more our lives are pressured, and regimented and time managed the more we have this need to produce and be efficient and the more our public spaces 
are cordoned and policed, the more fantasy, the dream, and the urge for letting loose grows strong. So she was kind of saying it was like a buildup of things. Like, the stricter your life got, the more you needed to, like, Like a psychotic break, almost. Yes. you, You just build up to the point of, like, your body has to... Yeah. I mean, I could understand, like, okay, you have all these chemicals built up and your body needs to endorphins or whatever but it's like why would all of them start dancing at one time no right and that's that's a perfect segue because the next thing we're talking about is psychosis something we are familiar with Mm -hmm. because of that one creepypasta that was read actually on this podcast yeah and it's my favorite creepypasta there's an episode of our podcast or it's the morbid and the macabre called psychosis please listen to it it took me a long time um so this guy his name is john waller he wrote a book called a time to dance a time to die the extraordinary story of the dancing plague of 1518 the drama oh my gosh (laughs) all i heard was like james bond it's like a time to dance a time to die yeah i know 007 Shakespeare wants what I have. <laughs> um, so he's kind of believed to be an expert, if not the expert, on this event. Okay. Uh, so he believed it was mass hysteria. So Strasbourg had horrific conditions at this time. Famine being a big one. Mm-hmm. And by the same extent, starvation. But we also had, like, poverty, illness, all every bad thing. Mm -hmm. all at once so his explanation was that it was stress-induced psychosis now disclaimer collective psychosis is a thing and it is possible yes emily there's also vitamin deficiency causes psychosis really yeah that's a huge issue in like vegan and vegetarian diets because you get these like b4 vitamins and a lot of them come from meat and like your dark green vegetables Mm -hmm. so if you're not eating enough of those you're not getting enough those b4 vitamins and a lack in those they're finding can cause psychosis so the famine might be a lack of vitamins and then causing these psychosis in like mass quantities i'm not gonna lie i think you need to email this guy (laughs) I'm so serious. Dude, what if I solved it? (laughs) I saw not a single thing explaining it that way. Huh. They were all just like, famine, but why? (laughs) And that explains it. I will, we'll talk more after we record. (laughs) Email this dude. Dude, that'd be so fun. So yeah, so now collective psychosis is a real thing. It is possible. Um, he said it was just made worse by the town's, like, collective spiritual beliefs. So because everyone in town knew about St. Vitus, it kind of made sense that their psychosis would collectively manifest in this way, especially, like, it started with one person. And then you mirror that. Like, you're and like, then you oh my god, I think it. I feel the dancing play coming on. And this kind of makes sense because in the other cases that happened along the river... It's all areas where St. Vitus's lore was just really strong. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So it's like collectively people, like their psychosis just manifested in a fear of this saint. 
Interesting. Um, so he used the theory um, environment of belief to kind of explain it a little bit more. So this theory says that spiritual possessions happen in areas where the supernatural is taken seriously. So he said this demonic possession happened in a place where St. Vitus's belief was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Quote, if, if the dancing mania really was a case of mass psychogenic illness, we can also see why it engulfed so many people. Few acts could have been more conductive to triggering an all-out psychotic epidemic than the counselor's decision to corral the dancers into the most public parts of the city. Mm-hmm. Waller wrote that in The Guardian. Their visibility ensured that other city folk were rendered susceptible as their minds dwelt on their own sins and the possibility that they might be next. So he calls it um, a psychic epidemic that involves invulnerable invulnerable bodily responses. That's crazy. Because, like, it it really solves the issue of, like, why don't we have stuff like that now? And it's like we have... Mm -hmm a totally different way of handling like mental health and stress that just isn't conducive to like mass breakdowns yeah though i feel like we're getting close to one (laughs) i'm me yeah yeah the french had it right (laughs) but yeah like mass psychogenic illnesses like those happen not just in this circumstance and it's it's usually always like spurred on by social circumstances so like some sort of social phenomenon um so yeah you could also like psychosis also explain the witch trials that way like it it Mm -hmm. it was very much like just like mass stress of like oh my god is my neighbor a witch and then you start seeing you know the human brain is made to connect the dots so you're gonna start connecting dots that aren't there especially when you're stressed that you live next to a witch so a few other fun facts while we're wrapping up here. I really sped run through that episode. That was eight pages. I was just really Jeez, excited. That was so good. That's interesting as hell. So a few other things. St. Vitus, according to Britannica, is the patron saint of dancers and epileptics. Interesting. Um, And so the... <laughs> so I, like I said that there was famine and disease... The, the disease, smallpox, obviously, and syphilis. Everywhere, everyone had syphilis. Mm-hmm. Um, that was noteworthy. And so choreomania, like, look up the Wikipedia page if any of you have time. Like, it's pretty interesting. Now, any form of, like, dancing mania, it's, it's like a subcategory of epilepsy. Okay, so, like, it's not a full-on seizure where you're on the ground it's more like a a seizure of your limbs in a way that yeah you're dancing it's crazy dude um like yeah it's so it's so interesting to think uh, like because you said it a a second ago it's like we have the records but people contextualize stuff so differently Mm -hmm. in the medieval times like it's they called it the dancing sickness it's like they weren't ballroom dancing they were probably like yeah Con, con, twitching yeah it's like it, it's weird to you have to try to put it in the their lens which is such a weird lens to try to think about fucked up it's like 
how much of their records it's like okay they're saying it's demons and the laughing veins like what does that translate to now that we know that we don't have laughing veins i don't know i think paracelsus was on to something i love that they were like we can't cut open bodies because that's wrong so let's just guess at anatomy because we could <laughs> probably figure it out let's just guess let's let's like cut up a turtle and see what they look like because we probably look just like the turtles <laughs> and you know the added context of you being a bio major it just makes so much of that more funny like you have so many good explanations like of why things are happening the way that they're happening also every time we talk about medieval his like medieval anatomy i think back to when it was episode seven when you covered ben franklin oh yeah the bones in his basement (laughs) and the bones in his basement and the body snatching that was going on to fund medical research it's because that they were like it's illegal to get bodies unless like a cadaver is whatever it was so hard to get your hands on bodies even after it became legal to cut them open Mm -hmm. it's so fascinating old medicine is so like that they're like "Mm, they're dancing so get the band out there literally they probably just need music it's like they the leaps of logic that they had to make is so crazy but yeah that's the dancing plague of 1518 amazing story i was like emily has never heard of this i've shit. never heard of that isn't that crazy i'm so terrified i'm gonna start dancing i'm gonna get the dancing disease don't be the only <laughs> case in this century that we've ever had please don't my new year's resolution start the next dancing plague (laughs) can that be the title of this episode or is it too long find out in the episode voting in our discord yeah you'll know who the people listening you'll know what the title is (laughs) yeah yeah no seriously on a real note this is a perfect time to plug our discord because we put all of our episode titles in. It'll be two weeks in advance now so that you can vote on the title for the two weeks out, out episode. You get a hint at, like, what's coming up because yeah, the title hints at it. So you can be like, oh, that's a weird title. I want to know what's in that one. Exactly. So. Hmm. That's crazy. Isn't it? It is. I'm excited to hear whatever your story is. I'm sure it's crazy. Mine's pretty fun. It goes so hard. I think I found an interesting one. Well, should we intermission? I think so. Wow. This is crazy. Say it. (laughs) And intermission. Dun dun dun. And we're back. It has been a total of maybe five seconds. Yeah, we just started. We, neither of us had to pee, so. We did not need the intermission today. But, I mean, at this point, we can't not have it. No, it's it's just for consistency. I think only a total of two episodes don't have an intermission. And it's episodes one and two. Yeah, I think it was early yeah. on. We didn't, like, intermissions were just to, like, let Adam go pee yeah (laughs) when he was trapped in the little sound room (laughs) oh my god when he was locked in the booth yeah i'm pretty sure episode three is when we started intermissions i think three had long stories too so it like yeah 
Or maybe it was after. I'll I'll go scrub through. I'll find the evolution the of our origins. So how was your intermission? It was pretty good. Uh, yeah. My the, the two seconds. Yeah. I um looked around my desk. I I yeah I, I took a cursory glance around as well. I was like, is my room still here? Cool. Look at this little dragon. I like him. He's got a little heart. Lux did an inventory of their squishmallows. Holy oh. shit. No, it's so I can see them in the background. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere because Lux inventoried all of them. That's so um, good. It's over 100. Oh my gosh. Which, I mean, I feel like we all kind of knew. No, like, there's so many. <laughs> it was over 100. We have a total of 105 tags, but not every Squishmallow had a tag. Jeez. Yeah. I have... It's an addiction. I think I have six. I have two. <laughs> like, yeah, I have, I have five and one's Adams. Mm-hmm. That's what I have. And most of them were gifts. Yeah. It's like, it's the beanie babies of our century. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay. What, whatever brings you joy. And they do. They bring Lux a lot of fucking joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What's your story? Well, I have a ghost and I don't know how to give hints. So. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. <laughs> the ghost of Bigfoot, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Bigfoot actually died. And he's haunting this cabin now. No, it's in California. I'm trying to think. Okay. Um, I don't know how famous it is. I've heard the name before. I think I would say it's pretty, it's up there. It's definitely not like most haunted place in the United States up there, but mm-hmm. it's, it's spooky. It's very like old Hollywood haunted kind of vibes. We've talked about some of those. So it's not the zoo. No. It's a uh, carousel. No. Isn't the carousel okay. in the zoo? I think there. I think so. Or it's in I the same the park. Like outside. Because like the zoo. Yeah, it's in a park, and then there's mm-hmm. the zoo and other stuff. Huh. And it's not the Queen Mary because you've already covered that. Mm-hmm. I have no guesses. Ah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. It doesn't have any like big shtick that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. So, like, I don't know how to give hints for it. But it's the Glen Tavern Inn. What is that? Okay, that's fun. It's a spooky little place. <laughs> it's YouTubers have been there. Oh, my gosh, we didn't say on the podcast. It's so Kobe sad. Brock. Well, we don't know if he has cancer. Yeah, because they cut it out. They cut it out. But he had a... A cancer scare, at least. A pretty intense cancer scare. It was like 95% cancer. Yeah. So, please go. In one ball. Yeah. He's the one ball wonder. He made that joke also. It's not insensitive. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) He posted it on Instagram, Twitter. Like, he had a a cancer scare, and we hope he's better. Yeah. I love Colby Brock, and I can't see any if something bad happens to colby i'm canceling the podcast i'm so dead ass i'll die i will die no that'd be so sad they like they work so hard and and we grew up like yeah no it's just like three a, years younger than him mm-hmm. watch them on vine watch them on youtube watch them mm-hmm. start ghost hunting and i watch all, <laughs> all the ghost hunting stuff yeah so 
that's so sad but yeah i think they've been here um in our thoughts and prayers true in our thoughts and prayers colby i know i like i you sent me that and i was like i'm still asleep like that's such a it's it's like super weird when like just uh because celebrities so much of what they post or all of what they post is the good parts of life yeah and then you have such like a dramatic shift of like they'll only share the really deep or like sad stuff because it's it's very landmark so it's so weird to go from someone's normal like super happy content to such like a a scary thing yeah so it was really okay lux sent it to me actually and then when i opened instagram it was the first thing that popped up on my feed it was it made me upset yeah it's so sad and then i sent it to you because if i had to suffer you had to suffer (laughs) so yeah so they've they've been here i can't remember i didn't watch their video if they did I don't okay. remember why. I feel like I would have. So maybe they haven't been here. But I did watch another ghost hunting okay. YouTube video that I'll talk about more towards the end. We've got to go through Sick. the history. Uh, Love it. So the Glen Tavern Inn is a hotel in Santa Paula, California. Um, it was built in 1911. And there was a huge oil boom in this area by uh, mm-hmm. Union Oil. It's an oil company. Uh mm-hmm. Their headquarters were here at this hotel. They were kind of, like, operating out of here. So it was a hotel, but a lot of it was, like, workers. It was more of, like, temporary working housing at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, It was designed by two famous architects, Burns and Hunt. I know nothing about famous architects, but if you do, that's their names. Uh, (laughs) You should ask Adam. (laughs) He's He's in Dallas right now. (laughs) He's not here why is he on an architect uh like field trip they're going to like firms up there dallas is apparently a big architect city good for him they're having fun uh so yeah when he gets back i'll see if he knows who burns and hunt are yeah because wikipedia said they were famous architects um (laughs) they built it right by where people would get off the train so it was a super busy hotel. He's like, that's free advertisement right there. Mm-hmm. They get off the train, like, wonderful, a place to stay. Um, so it that's what I'm saying. It was a hotel. It was mostly workers, but you do have people traveling and staying here also. Um, right. And then, like, shortly after we have this huge oil boom in the area, we also have the up-and-coming industry of Hollywood Westerns in the like 1910s so places outside of la like santa paula were like super popular for like the western scene in a movie so a lot of these really old hollywood westerns are filmed in santa paula or other surrounding areas like that um so we have a lot of old hollywood stars mostly from the western scene stay here so not all of these are actors but these are some of the big names that i found that stayed here so we have um john wayne gacy no (laughs) a different john (laughs) wayne which is an unfortunate name but uh clark gable another old actor harry houdini whoa uh (laughs) and rin tin tin which is the dog it's like a German Shepherd actor. He was like a really popular dog actor uh, in old Hollywood, and he stayed here. <laughs> we went 
from Houdini to a dog. To a dog. I love that. He would have his own little chair. Like, there, if you look up Ren Tintin, he's, like, sitting in one of the director chairs with Tintin, or Ren Tintin, on the back. He's a super a popular dog. Um, so, yeah, those were the big, big names I came across. Um, so, we have kind of those two things happening at the same time. We have the oil industries kind of operating in this area. And we have Hollywood operating in this area. So, the hotel's really popular it's a really busy area for multiple reasons um so i wasn't sure why but the hotel is sold in 1919 to a man who made it even bigger and better kind of capitalizing like i'm not sure why it's Mm -hmm. sold but the guy who gets it is like i'm gonna take advantage of this and he adds a third floor to the hotel um because it was just always booked out so he's like let's add more spots let's like really get all the money we can out of this um but like all big booms and industries they eventually like chill out so the area is gonna chill out after this initial oil rush and hollywood finds other places Mm because this is a really competitive place to get to film in because you have all these big companies and big actors working here so like yeah got to start to branch out and find other ways to to film for Hollywood and so the hotel's not so busy as it once once was mm-hmm. after a little while and it it really hits the hotel because it was relying on these big booms of industry mm-hmm. and people getting off the train to come work here to be like oh let's stay here uh so they kind of had to find another way to bring in some revenue so it allegedly functions as a speakeasy brothel and gambling house at one point or another that's Uh, a bingo card right there yeah 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 they were like let's just do everything punch (laughs) so um they couldn't just pick one yeah they were i mean you have this super nice hotel that was super popular and you're like what do i do i'm making no money anything illegal illegal stuff for grabs (laughs) That's the name of this week's episode. They uh, also, at one point, they lease out the hotel in 1943. Uh, This is during World War II. And the government is actually the one to take up the lease. And they use this space for living quarters for women working at a nearby port. Because in World War II, all the women Women, were working because the men were at war. So it was like a women's house for the ladies working at the port. Wow. Better than when it was a brothel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so this is kind of all going on though. I'm, there was not like clear distinctions of like when it was a speakeasy, when it was yeah. a brothel, and like some of these could have happened after the World War Two leasing that happened. So we kind of like mm-hmm. just have the hotel going through this rough patch, takes a break, and is rented by the government, and like stays in a rough patch after. Um, okay. So it. In 1946 is when it gets back to the owner, and the owner's name is Estep, and he keeps the hotel for a little while after, Uh, but the area is becoming even less of a hot spot, and you also have the issue of the train becoming less and less favored way to travel, Uh, so, like, they're dealing with... He's just barely keeping it afloat. It's just is still on this steady decline even after stuff like World okay. War II has passed. Um, and it changes a lot during this time. You have, like, renovations. 
I don't know if downscaling is the right word because they don't like break any part of the hotel, but it's definitely less and less used. So you don't have all the mm-hmm. office space filled out. And it's just kind of like deteriorate, deteriorating, you know, less and less yeah. maintenance is happening regularly. Paint jobs aren't kept up with. And it's just kind of like falling off pretty much. Um, so after a little while, a step is like, I'm, I'm done. Like, this isn't getting any better. So it changes hands a lot after he gets rid of it. A lot of people a lot of people get it and realize, like, yeah, this is a really bad place to Shitty, have a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a really esteemed hotel, like, within the century becomes a flop house. Like, it's... That's it, It's super quick. I was just, like, it, it has this wonderful boom in business and then falls off really fast. Um, sucks. And it just kind of exists as this, like, shady place to stay. It stayed a hotel, um, but it just kind of was, like, cheap living. It was, like, if you needed mm. a cheap, not-so-great hotel, you would go to the Glen and Tavern. Um, it's giving Cecil or vibes. Or Glen not Tavern. Um, yeah, it was not as bad of an area in general. It was just, like, no business to be had, so they were, like... Mm-hmm making money and shit the cecil is just a whole nother ball game of like wow oh, yeah. what a bad spot to have a hotel yeah <laughs> even it's still a different breed like, of bad it, yeah it's, it's it never got better bad vibes stuck to that place um so it just kind of exists for a long time until 2005 uh it gets renovated it goes through okay. some issues during this renovation like a fire in 2006 but Damn. It gets kind of brought back to its former old Hollywood glory and reopens in 2007. So someone finds it, and it's like a restoration project. They want to bring the okay. history back to life from yeah. it. Um, so, and also kind of creepy if you think about it in a haunted aspect, but their motto is, where the past comes to life. So it's Ooh. super much like a, a renovation to to show off history they're very Mm -hmm. much like all the walls have like pictures with a little plaque under it explaining like oh this actor stayed here like oh this is when the oil company used it uh like Mm -hmm. a a, you know what i'm talking about there's a lot of museums like that where it's like the history is incorporated into yeah who's staying there and stuff um so other than like the fire and the fact that it was a gambling house it doesn't go through anything too extreme it's just kind of like a hotel that falls off and gets into some shady business so there's no like big thing to be like it's haunted because it got shot by a cannon like that one house (laughs) (laughs) that one house did get hit by a cannon like fully by a cannon it so it's isn't like any one event to say it's haunted by but it does have some really famous ghost Love that it. are fun so we're gonna start on our ghosts now and there's a little bit more history that plays into it but i'll talk about it when we get to that those ghosts okay. that might have more history um so our first ghost is a man named calvin that was the most common name i found Klein. for him no not Klein. <laughs> he's dead and he haunts this random hotel <laughs> yeah no that's the plot twist of the fucking century it's calvin klein uh he had a few other names and there's a couple different like different theories about his background but 
Calvin was the most common name. Uh, he's okay. a tall man with longer hair and a goatee, and that image was pretty standard, even when he had different mm-hmm. names. Uh, and he is sometimes seen in, like, cowboy hat or, like, western clothes. Um, Calvin the cowboy? Yeah, so he was, like, like I said, the hotel was super popular for Hollywood westerns. Mm-hmm. So... Was he, like, an extra? That's what people are saying. They're like, I don't think this is a real cowboy. This is someone on the movie or, like, on a movie yeah. set is coming back to haunt this hotel. Um, but this might have been, like, misleading because while he might have had, like, a cowboyish hat, people still wear those and people were definitely still wearing those even if they weren't cowboy actors. And other mm-hmm. people believe he is this man who was shot during a game of poker in the <gasps> gambling den mm. because the story goes like he was shot in the head and it put a hole through his hat like that's the the like folklore story so some people believe it's Whoa. this guy who was shot at a poker game head. yeah okay um it's is hard there a s- hole in his hat i couldn't find if the ghost has a hole in his hat but we do have a hat with a hole in it found in the wall during the 2005 renovations that's sick i love it when things are in the walls (laughs) i i don't know i would take this with a grain of salt he's like why the why would the hat be in the wall but (laughs) because somebody was murdered emily and they had to hide the evidence and they hid it in the wall you know better you know you know why the hat was in the wall so the hat did it had a bullet hole through it and bloodstains on it but we like the hotel doesn't have this hat anymore and no one's quite sure where it is so there's another reason to be like did that or did someone just like make that up and say they found a hat in the wall or like is the hotel trying to cover it up and be like there's no hat we never found a hat you know we can't know for sure if the hat happened because the hotel it's in a dumpster behind a hole said it's lost pretty much Yeah. yeah um and we could there's a reason why they might have wanted us to do that later on. Uh, but yeah, so we have Calvin, the ghost. Mm-hmm. I thought, or not thought, I saw a really cool um, theory about him because he has multiple names. Someone was like, well, if it is a cowboy actor, one of the names could be his character and one of the other names is his real name. Yeah. So I thought that was a really interesting theory too. But there's no like named actor that has either of these names that we know of that was there. What was but the other name? It was TJ or something, and I couldn't figure out, okay. like, um, like what it would connect to. So, it was, like, it could have been an extra, someone they just pulled on board to be a background mm-hmm. cowboy. But we don't have concrete confirmation of either character or, like, gotcha. the man who was allegedly shot. There's no, like, record of who that was. So, we just kind of like a, a nameless ghost that has a name now. <laughs> so he is seen all over that's the hotel. That's the name of this week's episode. Wait, that's you the name up. of this week's episode. Oh, <laughs> that's the name of this week's episode is the nameless ghost that has a name now. <laughs> I feel like so many ghosts are like that. It's like we're just like, is your name Steve? And they're like, sure, <laughs> cool. <laughs> How many ghosts just agree to get you to shut up? They're like, don't they're ask like, me my yeah, name. Yeah, sure, it's Luling. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you god's fake (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to tell you that the guy who killed me was 
<laughs> and then it cuts off. He dies again. Yeah. Um, so he can be seen all over the hotel and like a pretty strong ghost that like, can be seen as a full body apparition walking around and even going through walls, which is my favorite to talk about. Like that wall might have not have been not there have when been he was there. around because we do have these extreme renovations after a fire yeah. that happened. So stuff was like changed up a little bit. When they um, were looking through windows that weren't there. Ugh, that's atrocious. Yeah, no, that I hate that. Me up. <laughs> the visual of that. Um, he is most frequently seen in the lobby bathrooms and room 307, which are really okay. far apart. But, fun little fact people believe that when the gambling hall existed, it was on the third floor. Okay. Now, so 307? Yeah, in that area, okay. up in that hall. Um, it's hard to say because it was an you know, a legal area, speakeasy-ish, like, super shady. So there's not very cut records of, like, yeah, that say the gambling hall is on the third floor. <laughs> it's, um, uh, and the brothel is in the basement. Yeah. So, and if you want the speakeasy, go to this room. Some people say that this is made up. They're like, why would you put a speakeasy on the third floor? You can't escape from the cops if they bust you. And I was like... I have a couple different reasons to argue that. Al Capone lived on the top floor of most hotels he stayed at and had yeah. secret passageways in a lot of hotels and made it out just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have, like, there's still people on the first floor that could run up and say, like, guys, people are coming. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Hide the liquor in the cabinet. And if you're on the third floor, you can see if people are coming from further away. So it's like, I don't think you can dispel that theory just because it was on the third floor. Yeah. It's hard to make that claim one way or another. Um, And then... Also, maybe the cops just didn't want to go up that many stairs. Exactly. Maybe they were going up the stairs to have a good time. At the gambling cops were in on it. (laughs) No, the cops were in the brothel. Yeah. They knew where it was. They weren't weren't busting their their place. Anyway... Room 307 has some other stories attached to it, though. So, 307, you know, every hotel has its, like, most haunted room. 307 Mm -hmm. is definitely this hotel super haunted room. So, our second ghost is an unknown woman who's called Rose, but we don't think Rose is her name. It's just, like, Mm -hmm. it's an unknown, unnamed ghost with a name. Uh, Better than Sally. She was in room 307, and she was allegedly murdered. She was believed... By? I don't know. <laughs> Great. She, she was believed to be a sex worker at the brothel that was beheaded and left in the <gasps> room's closet and found later oh by a maid. God. That's terrifying to, like... That's brutal. Find someone in the closet that you're cleaning? Without a head? So, this goes in hand in hand into the theory that all the illegal stuff was happening on the third floor and that mm-hmm. she was working at the brothel and was with a customer in the room who, mm-hmm. like, got aggravated or something. For whatever reason, she was killed. Um, mm-hmm. So, we don't know who killed her because she was found later and that there's no, like, record of ever finding someone. So, like, no one was ever tried for this crime. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how concrete her death is either. I don't know if there's any, like, 
death record of her because she's unknown like we don't know who the woman is mm-hmm. and there wasn't a, like a very exact match to the story now this could have okay. been a cover-up if the hotel was having an illegal brothel and she was working yeah. there stuff might not have been reported exactly as yeah. it was but as the story goes she was working there and was beheaded and left in the closet um jesus she now haunts room 307 and you can allegedly hear her voice <gasps> and knocks on the closet door in the room no. no like from the inside yeah i'm gonna vomit isn't that so oh i would i would leave I, so fast i would die i don't care Could if it's the building imagine? creaking i'd be like someone's in the closet i'm gone that's worse than under the bed right i was like if someone's in a door trying to get into the room and the only way Mm. to get into that part of the room they're in is to go through the room like you know it's not like you know it's a ghost because ain't nobody been through the room no yeah but i read that and was like walk away from the computer and go get a drink kind of like "Mm, like that's so bad mm. uh anyway the room's temp is also n- temperature. I have a temp in my notes. <laughs> the room's temperature is also known to drop randomly in the okay. room, so like suddenly get really cold or really hot. Um, <laughs> the person that I watched stay there. The room was super hot, so I was like, I probably wouldn't need that bad if the room suddenly dropped temperature to cool you off. They said it was so hot in the room. Um, do they not have AC? What are these people doing? I think it's just California in the summertime is hot. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, moving on to our next ghost. We, of course, have a creepy little kid Ugh. at the hotel. Uh, it's Her a young Sally. girl. It's not Sally. She doesn't have a name. And for all the oh. unnamed ghosts with a name at this hotel, I was surprised she didn't have some sort of nickname. Is but it she's, Annabelle? Is it Lucy? <laughs> she's the little girl uh, that runs through the halls, um, <laughs> which every hotel has. Uh, no peace from children. There was a very scary story by one of the guests, though. Uh, <laughs> they were, it was a couple sleeping mm-hmm. in their room and the, they woke up to this young girl walking around their room, like, looking through stuff. And at first, they're like, somebody's kid got in here and is trying to take our money, like, is digging through <laughs> our stuff. Uh, but then, like, the girl just walks out, and they get up and, like, look for her, and she's gone, kind of thing. They were in room 205, so this isn't our super haunted room, but still, that's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Could you imagine waking up and there's just, like, a child with her fucking elbow deep in your purse? Yeah, like, I don't know what's worse. It's like, okay, if you wake up and there's a kid staring at you, that's gotta be top tier. Like, I'm, I, I think I would just die. But then, like, a little kid walking around a room or a little kid walking around the room and also digging through your stuff is... Yeah. A little girl ghost? A little girl ghost who's also a thief. (laughs) (laughs) her name name, thief i wonder if she was like a little girl that was there and was like part of the illegal activities that were happening on the third floor like she was a penny pinching child (laughs) she would go like steal stuff from people's room while they were up at the gambling hall because like the the kids in london were like hired to be pickpockets you know it was or they were just pick 
pockets to survive but like the the child london like scare the child london the, the the kids in london were, were scary i played yeah. assassin's creed <laughs> they were always trying to take my money <laughs> so i played assassin's creed that's my favorite thing is to claim i know history because mm-hmm. i played assassin's creed it's like some of it's pretty fucking accurate. No, they're accurate for sure. But to be like, I 100% know what these people during this time went through one to one because I lived through it in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I'm putting a pin in that. We're coming back to Assassin's <laughs> Creed when that episode is over. Continue. Um, another, uh, like, don't know if it's the same girl because it's an unnamed girl, but we also have during the renovations, the workers kept complaining that they were like, we're not complaining, but telling stories that they kept hearing kids laughing and knocking on the doors from rooms Ew. that nobody was in. Scary. Knocking from inside is so much worse. The call came from inside the house. Whoa. <laughs> there is. It all makes sense. Also claims of an unknown red-haired woman who stares out of a window on the third floor. Ew. And there's... I don't know. It wasn't a specific window. I think, like, it is in the story, but I couldn't find a specific room that that window's in. But she's always at, like, one of the really high-up windows looking down. And no one, like, that's her whole story. She doesn't do anything else. You'll just be, like, going to the hotel or walking around the, the courtyard mm-hmm. and look up, and there's a woman watching you from the third-story window. And it's not the beheaded prostitute? That's what I was going to say, like, does the ghost you don't really from what i've seen you don't really see the beheaded girl rose as much you just like hear Mm -hmm. her a lot of the times like from the closet or hear a voice that people believe is rose so like do we know what color her hair is or is this rose like is this rose full body apparition moment and like people just haven't connected the two that's what i was thinking that feels best case scenario because could you imagine if her ghost didn't have a head that i've thought about that before because like some of the ghosts in knock knock don't have a head they just have leaves i was like that would be so much worse if it was just stopped like if there was nothing replacing that because you always have ghosts who like they have a tv for a head i think it'd be worse if they didn't have a head at all yeah that would be so so scary Um, go back to our headless horseman episode yeah shout out headless horseman episode i have it up which one was that um that was i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um and she also is on the third floor and rose was in 307 on the third floor so that also connects them is like she could be looking out of the window of 307 i just couldn't find the room number of the window she was looking out of um but very well could be the same female ghost just like don't know for sure there's another story of a man in overalls who stands on the front porch sometimes ew and that's all shotgun like no all he does is have overalls and stand on the front porch oh like i could find no other information about him there's no like famous pictures of him there's apparently pictures of calvin the cowboy they i could not find them or mm-hmm. anything that like i don't know that was concrete for me 
Um, there's pictures of the hotel, but I was like, I don't see a cowboy in this picture. Yeah. Um, but allegedly there are pictures somewhere of the cowboy, but there was nothing for this guy. I was like, just sometimes you might see him, you might not. Um, I don't want to leave it up to chance. There was yet another female ghost named Jennifer in room 106. Again, no specific story. She's just there. Um, (laughs) there was no, like, story of, like, she was killed here or something. It was just a woman that will walk through your room in 106. So. Tell her to get the fuck out. I bet that kid is hers. Yeah, they're just going through rooms and taking stuff. They're just rude. It's a duo. Ma- she hired mom the kid. And- oh, I'm a- it's a mom and pop. Yeah, the mom and pop burglary. <laughs> that's the name of this week's episode. Holy shit! We've that's got- a good we're one. rattling them off. No, our titles have recently have just been a one. Like I was reading through them not that long ago. They're so good. I think they're so funny. We can laugh at our own jokes. It's fine. Yeah. So, I'm going to get into the YouTube video I watched. Um, okay. Also, Ghost Adventures does have an episode on it. I didn't watch it. I watched, like, clips from it, and there was nothing too crazy that I saw. Okay. Um, and I didn't even finish that video. I don't remember why. But nothing was happening. So, I was like, I'm going to go watch something crazy else. crazy, and you were bored. Yeah, I need, I need crazy. Um, I watched Glam and Gore's video. Because she does uh, ghost hunting stuff around October, okay. usually. And it was super interesting. <laughs> and the reason I clicked onto this video is because they do all the normal ghost hunting stuff, but they also bring the dogs, Mikey's dogs. Because, like, there's that whole thing that dogs can sense more mm-hmm. than people do. And this is a hotel that allows dogs to stay with them. Oh. So they were like, let's bring the dogs and see if we catch anything. Um, which I just thought that was a fun concept. Yeah. Like, why not? How many hotels actually allow dogs, too? Yeah, so it was a cool way to see, like, without having to get special permission. Just like, will this dog act weird here? Um, and they do act a little weird. I will. (laughs) I'm gonna just go through that, the what happens in the YouTube video, pretty much. Okay, Similar to, like, how we've done for Ghost Adventures episode, just, like, anything Mm -hmm. they've caught um so they're staying in the super super scary room 307 oh wow they got it yeah and so impressive uh first thing that's kind of spooky is mikey glamagore is sitting on the bed and one of the other dudes with her sees an orb flash over her head like not on the camera with his eyes Mm. sees a weird like twinkle flash of light over her head um and he doesn't really explain, like, what it looked like here. He's just like, yo, something was above your head. And they talk about it for a second and move on. Uh, and later in the video, Mikey is sitting on the bed alone. The other people went and grabbed dinner. And she was, like, filming segments for the video, like, without mm-hmm. them in their room. Just, like, talking about history and stuff. And she's, there's a monitor over the camera that is usually mm-hmm. like you can see what it's recording but it's turned off so it's pretty much just a reflective surface right okay. now so it's like why she's talking she's looking at the camera and this reflective surface above it and she sees the flash over her head <laughs> in the camera for a second time yeah but alone and like you see her face drops and like jumps uh 
you you can't see it though it doesn't appear on the video at all there's no like disturbance no weird light there's no weird lighting no weird flash it's just mm-hmm. like she sees in the reflection of the video something a flash above mm-hmm. her head a reflection of the monitor excuse me and we um, see her reaction yeah gotcha. um and you can see above her head you just nothing happens um and then she like she's freaking out and then she's trying to get it to happen it again she's jewelry on it so she's like did like jewelry reflect light a weird way into this mm-hmm. and it's just weird though because it's the same exact spot the other guy had seen it so yeah the um friend mark the guy he gets back and she asks him to describe it she's like what did you really see earlier and he spl- explains the exact same thing like mikey Jeez. before anyone comes back in explains what she saw and like it looked like this was this color it's like a flash twinkly light is what she's explaining mm-hmm. and then mark comes back in she's like explain what you saw earlier and he explains the same thing and they hadn't talked about it in that depth yet so Whoa. there is some belief that you have to you know they could have talked about it yeah. off camera but they're claiming they didn't they're like we swear we didn't like that's just weird um so spooky right above the mm-hmm. bed you have this weird orb flashing uh another thing is when she's alone in the room before the orb happens it's okay there's the dogs with her and the door won't open she's like tr- let me explain it a little bit better she's going yeah. into the room she's the people, the other three that are with her are going to get dinner and she's going into the room before the orb stuff happens and she's about like sitting down to go talk about the history stuff. So this is right before she's alone in the room and the orb stuff happens. She allegedly couldn't get the door to open. It, she would scan the card, the thing would turn green, she'd try to open the doorknob mm-hmm. and it wouldn't go. And she's like, it sounded like it unlocked, but you're trying to yeah. move it and it won't budge at all it doesn't feel coming from her it doesn't feel like it's jammed, jammed. like it's yeah. just paint rubbing on each other it feels like it's just not moving at all um yeah. and she tries two times and it won't do it and she gets the camera on does it and it opens fine so another a ghost was holding that door shut <laughs> she was like i don't know but um now about her she's super skeptic and like that's what she says on the camera and she's like they show stuff happening and not happening so if they do a seance and nothing happens it's still in the video so they Mm -hmm. show everything so when she's describing something it's not like oh i think a ghost did it she just like as matter of a fact like this is what happened this is where i was this is like why it's weird um real logical so another just kind of like weird thing though no, like, full ghost. Um, and then at this point in the video, like, when she's talking about history and stuff alone, she brings up something super interesting. That the hotel, like, might not actually be haunted because people have seen before when a hotel's not doing good, you have to get customers there some kind of way. So if you tell and everyone it's haunted, it haunted, people are gonna go. You know, that's an excellent point. Like, I know that deep in my heart, but, like, yeah. So, yeah. We do have a lot of our first big ghost stories happening. The hotel's falling off when it's happening. So, it's, like, you have people who didn't see much. You have people that are, like, suddenly seeing things. And then 
I don't know. It's like one of those things. Like if you're looking for ghosts, you're gonna find something that spooks you. Yeah. Um. It was owned by a woman at a time, and just like some people didn't trust this woman, they made her out to be a very like sketchy character. So they were like not putting it past her to like make up ghost stories for money. Um, right. Other owners have also like they said it wasn't haunted and hadn't had this stuff. It's like you know maybe you just didn't have an experience so it's hard to say but some people are saying like this one owner had made up the whole haunted thing and people are just running with it now okay so that also could add to stuff like she could have made up the story about the hat in the wall and that's why nobody finds the hat i want to believe that the hat is real i know i hate when it's like (laughs) some some woman just made it up (laughs) no there's a real hat I, i feel it in my heart but it's also like the hat is just so cool and then i like it when there's shit in the wall other people argued that like owners after her could be saying it's not haunted because they don't think that'll bring in guests you know someone might come after and be like no it's not haunted like please stay at my hotel (laughs) so there's a lot of back and forth of like people could be making it up for people to be there people could be denying it so people will be there it's another like nobody knows for sure there's no like either way magazine article outing this woman of being like she's lying to bring ghosts so it's just a theory some people have um that's incredibly funny (laughs) so one of the dogs named creature uh is really nervous the whole time they're in the room uh there are a couple of times in the video on camera he just stares at the wall or the (gasps) corner of the room the other dog though ripley is chill (laughs) like does not care and creature is usually a really like funny not nervous dog so they do bring it up like creature acts weird this whole video compared to how he normally acts so what i'm hearing is creature sees dead people and that's what they're like creature like might be psychic or something because he he looks like he's seen a ghost in some of the clips of the video he's just like staring and like creature sees dead people that freaked me out creature wouldn't go in the closet (gasps) no stop (laughs) they're like at some point they have a emf reader on the floor of a closet in a spirit box in there and they're talking to it and ripley's like on the ground laying with them in the closet but creature is laying up against the wall looking at the wall far like Mm -hmm. on the other side of the room and like won't go in the closet with them wow (laughs) so creature sees dead people and ripley is blissfully ignorant oh also creature whines when they open the closet oh because he sees the dead people um poor creature take him home i think i think creature sees ghost (laughs) yeah because it it was it was weird like i don't know their dog but Mm -hmm. it is weird to see like one dog being perfectly fine and this other dog who they're saying is usually just as if not more happy-go-lucky than the other dog so it is is weird and they say it a lot throughout the video they're like creature is acting weird (laughs) so fun stuff with dogs i'm inclined to believe them also when mikey is alone a lot happens but (laughs) you can hear a really loud noise happen like on camera you hear in the video and it's a really loud like popping noise and mikey hears it it's loud enough that she jumps off the bed and hides on the floor next to it and she's like worried it's a gunshot now they're Mm. on the third floor it wouldn't be someone out on the window but she just like gets down into cover not like 
it sounds like a firework or a gunshot goes off. And, like, that's what it sounds like. You can hear it on the camera. Um, And her friends get back, like, right after. This is right before the people with the dinner finally come back. And none of them heard it. And, like, you can hear it on the camera, but they, like, in the hall couldn't hear it. So it was just a weird thing of, like, is that a real noise? Yeah. <laughs> also, the EMF reader won't go off anywhere except the closet. That's, I hate that. I hate this closet. I, because all I'm picturing is a headless woman. Oh, yeah. Uh. Uh. Oh, I just misspelled a word. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) So, yeah, they have the EMF reader go off other places in the hotel, but in their room, it only goes off in the closet. And now, stuff could be, like, electrical wiring could be behind this closet. We don't know, but it doesn't go off consistently in the closet. Like, early Mm. in the video, they go in, move it around, and it's not moving from the first dot. But later at night, they do it, and they do start it to get it to go off at the same time that they have the spirit box saying things so Mm. a little freaky they go down to the lobby and like i said earlier calvin the cowboy ghost is known to hang out in the bathrooms in the lobby specifically the woman's bathroom wow calvin i don't know what that says about calvin but it means he's a pervert (laughs) someone was like maybe like you know, before building codes were what they are now, sometimes mm-hmm. buildings would only have one bathroom, and it was just yeah. the everybody bathroom. So they're like, this might not have always been the woman's bathroom, and always like became the woman's only bathroom during renovations. But we don't know yeah. for sure. He might just be a perf, though. I don't know. I I think the perf theory is more likely. So he is known to like be in this bathroom and when you walk in it's like the bathroom where there's like a powder room and bathroom stalls so like the first part there's mirrors sinks and there's also a couch by the window and it's just like a little chill area before you walk into the doorway that has actual bathroom stalls um and calvin has allegedly been seen on that couch sitting there freaky and um they do get a picture of an orb on this couch but it's just like one of those light Mm -hmm. orbs kind of weird could be dust or a cowboy i don't know um and they also get orbs out in the lobby and it's the only other place that they like catch orbs on camera is in the lobby and in this bathroom so it like Mm -hmm. they take pictures all over but the only place they get orbs are in the lobby and in the lobby's bathroom Mm-hmm. So if it was dust, it's like, why is it only really dusty <laughs> there in yes. that room that like in the stairs by that room weren't dusty and it's all open. Yeah. Like it, it's I'm not saying it's a ghost, but I'm not saying it's not a ghost. Uh, I'm <laughs> pretty ghostly. They start talking to the staff or this guy on the staff that they run into and he has some of his own stories that he shares with them. He described oh. sometimes randomly feeling like he, you know that feeling like you're about to walk into a window or something? Like, have you ever walked into a sliding door? No. <laughs> okay. Have you? I've walked into a screen before. But it's like, or like almost walked into something and then like right at the last second you realize something's there. Yeah, So yeah, it's yeah. like, maybe if you didn't all the way run into something, like you'll like be about to and feel it as, as right before you walk into it. And he yeah. says he'll get that feeling just walking down the hallway 
like that Whoa. suddenly something's right in front of you and you can't see it but it's like he's like it's the same thing stop dead in your tracks like you feel like you're about to hit something that's intense and that's i think the first time we've ever i've never heard, heard about heard that, that phenomenon i've never heard someone with that story but he was like it's happened before like all over the hotel and he's like it's not that frequent but it's like it sends chills down your spine when it happens mm-hmm. from him and he <laughs> i hated this one he also has seen people run by really quick so like run across the a doorway or a hallway just someone run by whoa hate that visual <laughs> so much yeah just like, imagine staring out like you open your hotel room door to go out and someone sprints by really quick the image of that like all i'm picturing is like a dark flash of a dude wa- running yeah past. just something i quick. think i'd cry i'd go like I'd close the door and like <laughs> call someone's like can you come pick me up <laughs> no literally, i don't know why it's reminding me of that one scene from hereditary where she's just like in the corner but it gives me that same sense of dread it's just such like, an like instant thing it's same thing with like about to run into something that's not there because like i've i've done that like we're about to walk into a screen or like something i don't know something kind of clear and you're like oh there's something there oh my gosh almost hit that Mm -hmm. or like you're about to hit a towel even though it's not clear but like you just suddenly realize like oh man i was about to run into something it does like like it's like instant fight or flight you like yeah get jump scared by it and to get jump scared by absolutely nothing no that's intense that's intense um so he talking with them and he sees that they're filming he's like why don't like i can take you guys down to the banquet room like let's like mm-hmm. people have seen stuff there do y'all want to go and they're like yeah of course um they have camera issues as soon as they go in mikey has been like i've been saying they've been taking pictures and it's the kind of pictures where like you're recording but you can get screen grabs while you're recording yeah. And it won't do it in the banquet room. They cannot Whoa. get the picture thing to work. And it was working just before in the lobby. Mm. And then, like, after a few minutes, they finally get it to work in the banquet room. But for a while, they cannot get this, like, function on the camera to work. Um, and, like, she gets the, the um, Katie, the girl walking around with her. Like, they both try and cannot get it to work. Um, weird that it's like just that one thing and like not their whole camera died or something yeah i've never heard of like a a function just going down Uh um and it won't like it doesn't happen again in the video and like they were like it's never happened before and it was Mm -hmm. working fine two seconds ago and it starts working again so it was like just a weird thing um they don't get any like clear pictures in here nothing too crazy happens they just Mm -hmm. walk around it's kind of spooky because you're in a closed off part of a hotel which is always weird because nobody's like i'm not supposed to be here Ooh, um but other than the camera not working that's all that happens in there and so they go back up they're like thanks to the guy who was showing them around and they're going back to the third floor and the way the rooms are set up it's a little weird but to get to room 307 you walk past 308 they're like okay around the hallway a little weird um and now 308 is a little bit closer to where people think the gambling hall is they're like almost at the end opposite ends of this hallway kind of deal um like a loop almost so you have like 307 over here and 308 somewhere okay kind of weirdly placed it is a penthouse so it might have just been like that's the next number like let's just name the penthouse that but Mm -hmm. it is weirdly far away from room 307 so 
308 is allegedly closer to where the gambling hall would have been. It's a little bit more Makes of an sense. open space in the hallway. Um, and it's a penthouse, so a little bit yeah. more room in there. Um, the EMF freaks out. Like, you know, there's like six lights on an EMF reader. Mm-hmm. It's three to five of the lights are blinking back and Whoa. forth. It's like jumping around a lot and it's really high up into like the oranges and reds color on an emf reader and they walked past this room earlier to go down the stairs and they had nothing go off so to be like oh it's just like electricity they could not get it to go off earlier and walking back past it to get to their room it's freaking out um so like i said they passed this area a few times like just like oh let's go check out 308 and then to Mm -hmm. walk down the stairs um so they have a thermal camera with them that hasn't caught anything so far but they flip on the thermal camera and they're just kind of like feeling it out like asking questions Mm -hmm. standing by the door and you can watch on the thermal camera as she has it pointed at katie who's holding the emf reader with the lights going off there's this cold spot by the room to 308 that just starts growing no (laughs) ew 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 I thought you, at first I was like, oh my god, Emily's about to tell me there's a silhouette behind her, and I was gonna shit my pants, but somehow that is worse. So, instead of, like, feeling the temperature drop, you watch it happen on the thermal camera, from, like, on the ground by the the door to 308. Ew. And it's not, like, it's not, like, or at least to me, it doesn't seem like airflow from in there, because it would come out from the whole door, if it was, like, the Mm -hmm. air condition kicked on, it's just by, like, the corner. You just have this weird cold spot growing. And when they get closer to it, it, like, stays up in the higher ranges of the EMF more. Like, it's obviously, like, more Something angry is, there. Yeah. Um, so the guy from the lobby hears them, like, stop and start, like, freak out about the EMF. And so he walks up. He, is, he believes in ghosts and he, like, wants to see what they're catching. And he's invested. He's joined their ghost hunting team. He was like, all right, guys, we're going in. Um, Respect for the honorary member. So, uh... Um, it's like that one creepy girl from the the video with Sam and Colby at the um the hotel. Oh, the Stanley. Yeah, she just like casually joins them for, for a few an episodes. Yeah, like because they, they, they go see her again to go to the witch's forest. She scared the shit out of she me. She was creepy. I think she was the ghost. <laughs> no, so yeah. he Wouldn't walks up to like see what's going on, and he shares another story that guest had told him. Or no. No, he had stayed in the room one time. Like, he was the a penthouse? guest. Yeah, he had stayed in the... Okay. He had worked there for a long time and said, like, oh, like, for something, they, like, let him stay in the penthouse. And he was in the room. And the way the penthouse is set up, it's, like, multiple rooms. You know, like, you've seen layouts of a mm-hmm. penthouse where it's, like, you'll have the yeah. living room area, the bedroom area, the bathroom. And he was in the bedroom, and he heard people talking in the living room. I would have, oh my god. Which you have to go through to get to the door out. So it was like people were in between him and the way out of this hotel room. I would have jumped out the window. Right? What do you do? What do you do? And he's like, either somebody just broke into your room or it's a ghost. Exactly. Like that happens in one of the Sam and Colby videos where they're like worried someone's in their room, like could steal their stuff or hurt them. Like, at some point, you're worried about real human beings more than, like, yeah. there's ghosts in here. 
Yeah. I would freak out. I don't know what I would do if I heard people in my hotel room like that. In between me and the door. It's not a normal hotel room where you can see the whole room. Yeah. Like, this part is blocked from his view. Gross. Because we've had also, like, Shane and Ryan when they went to one of... What was it? Eastern State? They went to one of the prisons or a hospital or something, and Shane the whole time, who's the skeptic, was like, I hear people. Yeah. Like, I, I think somebody's following us and, like, fucking with us. And it's like, no, it was ghosts. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's a lot different, though, because that's a huge space. It's like, like, there really could be people walking around and it's just echoing weird. It's like, in your hotel room, where you can glance in and be like, there's nobody in the living room, the TV's not on, like, I don't know what's making that noise. Ew, I'd cry. Dude. Um, so he tells them that story and he's like, do y'all want to go in? No one's staying here. So he lets them into room 308. Um, so Mikey goes in, but Katie stays out in the hall with the EMF reader to see what it okay. does. Um, and the door opens, Mikey and the guy go in and the light goes green on the EMF reader, like leaves the hallway. So it's like it either went downstairs or it went in the room with them. <laughs> whoa um so that reminds me of that the 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 one with um we just talked about it not that long ago um when when you were watching the emf readers like or in the spirit boxes and stuff like light up like you were watching the ghost move yeah what was that um i'll look at i'll i'll go back it was one of the episodes with um ethan Hmm. Uh, yeah it's just like i'm not remembering right now but anyway so like that happens and katie doesn't yell it out or anything she's just like watching and it's like oh it's like down to green um and the door's propped open so like mikey and the guy are walking around the room and mikey just does like a sweep and like talking about like it's the penthouse and sharing stuff but they don't catch anything sorry Reza called me um so like <laughs> they don't really get anything in the room but they turn to leave and katie is still so yeah they're about to leave mike and the guy turn around to leave and katie still with the camera pointed at the door and the emf reader and nothing like happens on the camera except there's this really weird blue light that you see kind of like dark it's Mm. not an orb but just like it looks like some like someone's pointing a flashlight that goes like that yeah um and it like you can see it really well like reflecting off of a smooth shiny table it like moves a little bit away Mm -hmm. from the door so it's so it's like moving in or no moving out like when moving out mikey and the guy turn to leave it looks like something leaves in front of them with them like right before they do it's like the how i i was like if it's a ghost it's like mikey and the guy go in ghost goes in emf goes off like Mm -hmm. goes back down to green and then all of a sudden you have something dart out right before they walk out so it's like does the emf come back on no, it doesn't jump or anything. Oh. Not that I, I didn't write. No, yeah, the the EMF doesn't come back on, but it's a weird like purplish light. It's weird. Yeah, um, abnormal. So they leave the room. They close the door. Like the guy turns out the light, makes sure it's locked, and he's going back down. And like they're turning to go back to the room three hundred seven, and they hear a loud sound from what kind of sounds like from three hundred eight. <laughs> whoa but they weren't sure and they don't go back in i was like i kind of want to go back in you yeah go back in see something fell 
but I think the guy like went back downstairs to check if stuff was going like he was supposed he's in charge right now he's mm-hmm. security he's supposed to be on the first floor like at the front desk so oh my god I think he was going back down to make sure it wasn't something fell downstairs or like somebody he's coming really in into it um yeah he was here to hunt ghosts um so then they go back to room 307 and they get out the spirit box and this is when like I was saying the EMF goes off in the closet with them when they have the spirit box in the closet um okay they then have a weird thing where Peter, someone with her, the flashlight won't come on, and, like, suddenly it works again five minutes later. It wasn't, like, dead batteries. It was, like, fresh batteries in this flashlight. Working, not working, works again. So it's kind of like the shit. camera, like, something's working on it and not working. Right after that, they have a camera with them in the closet. They have multiple, but one of them dies out of nowhere. <gasps> Which is very common in ghost stories. Yeah. You have the camera get sucked of battery. Um, but every time it happens, I'm like, yeah, that this is real. Yeah. And so then they this start getting stuff on the spirit box right after that. The first thing they get is, I need you to hear. Whoa. Kind of like, I need you to talk to me. I need you to listen kind of thing is how they were taking it. But I need you to hear. Um and then they get a weird visual glitch, which winds up being just technical, but it scared them for a second, and I thought it was <laughs> funny. Um, it was just, like, a phone reflecting weird off of one of the other cameras that they could see on mm-hmm. a monitor, and they're like, what's that flashing light? And it was just a phone. <laughs> phone. Um, but I thought it, it was fun. Uh, and then they go back to the spirit box after the little scare, and they ask the do- the box to talk to one of the dogs, and it says, nope. Um, <laughs> like you, it's so clear. The nope. Um, they ask what color your hair is. Or like, what color is your hair? And it's kind of hard to hear, but it sounded like some of the things they heard was long, blonde. Mm-hmm. I heard more long than blonde, but they said in person it kind of sounded like blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, they. This one's creepy. They ask the box to like give a warning, and it says the end of the world. <laughs> what <laughs> so that's kind of scary and like that's what it says because they're using the spirit box a little bit differently usually with the spirit box you have it flickering so fast that it's just mm-hmm. making white noise they have it flickering uh through and it kind of can it'll hold on to a station so it's someone saying those words it's not like noise that sounds like that it stops on a radio station and lets that play and keeps going so you know it's like flickering 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 stops lets that play keeps going and that's how they use the spirit box in every episode that's Um, cool which and like people in the comments were saying like that's not usually how you use a spirit box but you do get some cool stuff so that's pretty interesting um mark at the end of like everyone using the spirit box he's like i want to go in alone um mark (laughs) he goes in alone and like right away here's like contact me which is another like hear me listen to me contact me talk to me kind of ghost really wants to talk um (laughs) oh my god this part freaked me out and he doesn't hear it in the video because then he asks for a sign he's like okay like what i need a sign is there something in here and it says, I don't want to die. What? Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't react to it. He doesn't hear it. And, like, but, like, they, it's, like, you know, in the video, they put text on the screen, and they're, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how he didn't hear this. Like, 
it's so clear in the video and it's like coming from the spirit box but he just like doesn't hear those words whoa that's freaking me out in multiple ways like and that's oh my God. that's the note we're ending on because what? other than that they we're ending with i don't want to die they do like a uh oh what are they called where you you speak but you're mm-hmm. not expecting to hear anything you you're listening for it in playback so like if a ghost made the camera like it's the only the oh. camera would hear it I forget what they're called, but they do that and get absolutely nothing. Um, They get a couple other weird things from the spirit box, but no cleared words. Mm -hmm. Um, And then again, like the dogs the whole time, the one dog creature is like freaked out (laughs) Um, and and whining over stuff while the other dog is super calm. So like other than that, the video goes on and they catch nothing else, but... They do have the really freaky spirit box to end on. Wow. They do the thing where you, like, set up a night vision camera and record throughout the night, but, like, get absolutely nothing. It's only, like, when they're by 308 and when they were, like, specifically asking stuff to the thing in the closet. Mm -hmm. So. Hated the thing in the closet. Um, I don't want to die was really interesting. Yeah. I was like, if you have someone fighting for their life this ghost might be stuck yeah. in that loop yeah also interesting way to use the spirit box i kind of fuck with it yeah it was weird it's also like you're gonna hear someone say something and connect it to the story though like i don't yeah. know i think something like if you use that in connection with the estes method yeah like if you had someone asking the questions and then you had someone repeating what they hear back because if you ask a question you're listening for for an answer answer that fits your question so you're gonna contextualize it like that but if you have someone not i don't know i don't Mm -hmm. know they've also in other videos caught really weird stuff doing the spirit box like that though like what (laughs) the one like that got really popular on her channel is she goes to the lizzie borden house and talks to a ghost there with the spirit box or what they think is a ghost and you know mm-hmm. there's some theories that lizzie borden wasn't the one to kill yeah. uh her the, the the mom and dad and mm-hmm. like or that it was an inside job between her and her sister or mm-hmm. her and her uncle john and they yeah. get something that says it was john <gasps> on the spirit box so it was john so so the ghost says it was john it's a good it's a good watch very fun video because they freak out noted and like that's what it's it sounds like a really like messed up voice too because sometimes they get stuff that's obviously like it's stopped on a radio station and Mm -hmm. sometimes they get stuff that is just like weird noise that sounds like an answer like you can't pinpoint that this sounds like somebody talking on a radio station it just sounds like it sounds like a spirit box usually sounds where it's like like did they say this yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and that was one of the times where it didn't sound like a radio station it sounded like really scratchy it was john it's wow it's freaky um i'm gonna have to watch that i need to i want to get back into watching the spooky youtube videos they're fun they're fun they're not fun at night or alone i'm like alone adam's in dallas and my roommate kelsey is in out of state also it's like i'm home alone right now telling ghost stories this episode wasn't that bad no it's not that's what i'm saying like 
this this well, hotel it was has stuff a rep- you knew about and then i didn't cover anything too scary no yours was so interesting <laughs> yeah i gotta email him yeah no i'm with, so serious with my theory <laughs> like hello i want to talk to you about vitamin deficiency i don't even remember why i read that like i just i like stumbled upon that article for some reason for like we didn't cover it in class i just started reading about it on my own time and i don't remember why because i'm not vegan or vegetarian i'm like quite the opposite and (laughs) no literally i don't know like how i found out that information but it's like because my sister has been pet like recently switched to a pescatarian diet I remember, like, telling her about it over the holidays. I was like, you have to be careful about your B4 vitamins so that you don't get dead. Yeah. Or maybe it's just your B vitamins. I don't know if it's B4 vitamins, but it's something about, like, B vitamins. Apparently, if you don't have enough of those, you can go into psychosis. Wow. Now I'm also paranoid. (laughs) This episode had it all. Like... I think it's just, like, it's not really a worry with a bad diet, because as long as, like, if you're eating fast food meats, yeah, there's, like, it's still meat, you're Something. getting meat vitamins. It's just, like, if you completely cut out meat, some people will be like, I'm vegetarian, but eat mostly fruits, and leave mm-hmm. out stuff like your dark leafy greens, like kale. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, but I'm eating fruits and vegetables, I'm healthy. It's like, no, if you don't eat meat, you gotta eat the really hearty fruits and vegetables a lot yeah. to make up for it. So that you don't get psychosis. Yeah, apparently you just have a psychotic I, break. I want to know more about that. I Brain chemistry is so interesting to me. And like... Like why, yeah, why would that make that happen? Yeah, why is it that kale and Why does kale keep have from going crazy? How? Literally, <laughs> please explain. Oh my god. I think this was a fun episode back, though. Nothing too heavy. All fun stuff. It was. It was. It was a good... I think it was a good first episode to record again. Yeah. It was a good vibe. Easy stories. I went a little bit long, but my research was kind of long, too, so I didn't know how that was going to go. We're ten minutes over time. Yeah. It's not that deep. We're good. Um... How do we end our episodes? We usually just like follow us on Discord. <laughs> oh, we, I was trying. I was like, we kind of wrap up. Like, we'll we'll talk about like stuff, our views on it, and be like, oh, well, I think this was actually like this. Like, I don't know. We kind of like closing paragraph and then call to action little moment of like <laughs> hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well. Um. So, wrapping up our closing paragraph and segueing into our call to action, <laughs> um, join us on Discord to vote for episode titles, um, follow us on TikTok, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, those two platforms are going to get a revamp in the coming months. We're, uh, we're working on it. We're college students. Give me a break. Yeah, I work a full-time job and I'm a full-time student. I'm also a full-time editor of this podcast. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work, okay? We'll get there, we're though. Wor- Don't worry We're working about it. on revamping YouTube and uh, TikTok and all of that, so good things are coming. We're getting back into our recording schedule, so keep up with us. I think us. we figured it out, and as long as no one yeah. gets sick again, it should be good. 
rate us on iTunes. Anything else? I think that's it. Yeah, we don't have a Snapchat. Follow us on Instagram. True. We do have an Instagram. It's it's and all, everything else is in the the link tree in our bio on Instagram. We don't have a Twitter and we never will because Elon Musk is crazy. Yeah. And we'd forget to use it. Yeah. But we might have a Tumblr one day though. I, I think that'd that be happen. fun. <laughs> I think that'd just be funny. Like, <laughs> like go follow so- us on Tumblr. <laughs> I'm going to start a Tumblr, and in the next episode, I'm going to start it by telling people to follow us on Tumblr. Okay. And I'm going to stay for that. that. So, uh, keep your eye out for the Morbid and Mundane Tumblr page, <laughs> which is going to be everything you think it will be and more. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else, Emily? Good night, podcast. Take your B4 vitamins. Yeah, don't get psychosis because you forget to eat kale. (laughs) (laughs) Eat eat some kale. Bye. Bye.